the greatest enemy to productivity is having the whole day. Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside of you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. Think about that. The greatest enemy to productivity is having the whole day. Have you ever been working on something and in the morning you're like, it's no big deal. I'm definitely going to get this thing done because... I have the whole day. But then by the end of the day, you're like stressed and you're rushing and you're trying to get the thing done, but you're struggling. That's because having the whole day is is just too large, right? If productivity were a superhero, her mortal enemy would be having the whole day. Tasks expand to the time we allow for them. First tip, tasks expand to the time we allow for them. Have you ever noticed um, if you have two weeks to get something done, it takes you the whole two weeks, but if you have two days, suddenly you push everything aside and you're able to get the thing done, right? That's the power of deadlines. When we don't have a deadline, we're super easily distracted. Um, Do you ever get squirrel brain? This was a big one for me. I would sit down to work in the morning, especially when I first started working from home. I would sit down to work and I'd like open my computer and then look and I noticed that the plant needs to be watered. So I'd hop up and I water the plant. And then I sit back down and I would notice that the trash needed to be taken out. So I'd take the trash out. And then, I mean, that was only the beginning. Then I'd open the internet, right? Which is like full of distractions. When we don't have the pressure of a deadline, when we don't have the focus that that creates, a lot of times we can fall into this habit of reacting instead of being proactive. And the reason we do this is because reacting is easy. And when we don't want to do something hard, it's really easy to convince ourselves that we need to check our inbox and we need to check all our DMs and we need to see who needs us and put out the fires and react, 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 because that's important, right? but it might not be as important as the thing you're procrastinating. When we have a tight deadline, we get laser focused. Deadlines help you focus. For me, I know that I'm really in the zone and I'm really focused when my eyes get super dried out. I know that's weird, but when I'm really focusing, I think I forget to blink. This also used to happen when I played Guitar Hero because I didn't want to miss any of the notes. But what what is it for you? What does it feel like when you're in the zone? How do you know that you're in the flow and you're just working on the thing and you're, you're moving forward and nothing and no one is going to distract you from your mission? What does that feel like? You got to figure out what being in the zone feels like for you. And then know what we're talking about today, deadlines can help you get into that flow and get into that focus. When we don't have a deadline breathing down our neck, we work on a lot of different things. 
Does anybody else have 17 big projects? I have at least 17 big projects. And when you work on this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing, and you work on this one that day and this one the next day, and then sometimes you work on three in one day and sometimes you work on four in one day, but it's hard to see any noticeable progress on any of them. Because if you have all these soccer balls lining the field and you're trying to kick them to the other end of the field, but you kick this one a little bit and this one and this one and this one a little bit and that one, maybe you kick it twice, but it's hard to really see that you're getting momentum, that you're getting somewhere. And when we don't see our progress, we feel like we're not being productive. And when we feel unproductive, we wanna quit. Because when we can see our progress, it feeds our motivation and makes us continue to do the work. So when we do have a tight deadline, instead of working on this, 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 and this, right? We prioritize. When we have a deadline, we prioritize, especially if it's a scary deadline. I work with a lot of writers and all of a sudden when their deadline's approaching, they can't do email anymore, but they wait till their deadline's like three weeks out. And you know, I'm not gonna guess how much of the book they have done, but I'm gonna say they still have a significant portion left to write. That's the moment when they're like, no more email, no more Facebook. Because why? Because they feel the crushing panic of their deadline. We're gonna talk about how to use deadlines without the crushing panic. But when we have a deadline, that one project gets top billing. And I know when I have a deadline or a week where I have several big important things and I sit down on Sunday and I know what my priorities are and I put them in my calendar, I boot other stuff out. I'm like, I'm canceling this call, canceling that meeting. This thing can wait till next week. Why? Because that thing that gets top billing, that deadline, I'm, I'm putting it in those places. I'm not gonna let like a phone call that doesn't need to happen steal that time away because I have the perspective of my deadline. When we don't have a deadline, we procrastinate browse. Have you ever procrastinate browsed? This is how past Mel used to start every single day. So this was a habit I started when I worked for other people because I knew they were paying me for being at my desk. And you know what? I know I'm not the only person who did this. So just stop judging me right now. So I'd sit down, I'd have my coffee, and then I'd check my, I'd check my work email, but then I'd also check my personal email, and I'd check my social media, and then I would like maybe watch some videos on YouTube, and I'd maybe read an article that you know, maybe the article would like help me with my job, maybe, you know, if you stretch your imagination. I'm sure that hair care was important to my job, right? When we do you have a deadline, that kind of procrastination browsing doesn't have time, right? Because if you sit there and you pick up your phone and you're scrolling, the deadline is sitting right here on your shoulder. And it's like, hey, I'm gonna eat you today. And you're like, oh, cool. I don't know if anybody else's deadline talks to them like that, but mine definitely does. So you put down the phone and you get to work. Deadlines stop you from scrolling. You don't even think about it. You don't have that giant deadline and then spend, you know, four to 45 minutes on Instagram for a quick break. 
there's really no denying that deadlines help you get things done. That's the upside of deadlines. The downside is a lot of us only know that deadlines help us get things done because we're only familiar with like the crushing panic, the like weight on your chest that you're like, I just want, I can't wait to get this thing done so I can breathe again. We know about that kind of deadline because it's an outside imposed deadline and we waited too long, probably, not always. From my experience, it's that I waited too long. So how can we get the benefits of deadlines without like all the stress and stomach upset? I mean, unless future you is constantly in a state of stress and panic. Future Mel is like super chill. So this is something I'm always striving for. So you're setting the vision for future you. Do you want future you to be more productive, but also less stressed and better at time management? If so, then you need to harness the power of deadlines on purpose. So step one to harnessing the power of deadlines. Don't wait for the deadline to be forced upon you. A lot of times we, we get really big projects. So whether it's a project at work, whether you're building a website for yourself, you're starting a podcast, you're writing a book. A lot of times we have this big project, okay? And maybe we set a deadline or maybe a deadline is set for us, but it's like six months away or a year away. Holy cow, that is so long. And what happens is we start to think that future us is gonna be better at doing the thing. So let's say you're writing a book. You're like thinking about it, you know, and you have this idea, but it's not really fully fleshed out yet. And you're like, but future me will have this figured out. Future me, three months from now, she's going to be so happy to like buckle down and write four hours a day. It's going to be amazing. But then you get there and future you like is present you and she doesn't want to do that. And she doesn't know what past you was thinking. Okay. But you're like, it's okay. But future me two months from now, she's going to be like really in it. When you keep putting things off, you're deciding what future you is going to have to do with her time. Okay. When you procrastinate, you're putting it onto future you's plate. Sometimes she doesn't have room for that, right? That's that procrastination cycle. So if you have a big deadline outside or inside imposed, whether you said it or somebody else said it, break it down into something smaller. Six months is too small. I mean, too big. Three months is too big. Sometimes even one month is too big. But you know what's scary? A week or two weeks. So what part of that big project can you do in a week? What part of that big project can you do in two weeks? If you're writing a book, can you finish the outline in two weeks? If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You wanna know how a coaching program can be do it yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you the methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you are going to love. There's no one size fits all solution. 
That's why I designed Unlock Your Five Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus, and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. And this brings me to tip number two, schedule tasks for the amount of time they need and not longer. Schedule tasks for the amount of time they need and not longer. So you broke the project down. Okay. You took your six month project and you broke it down. You're like, I can do this thing. Mel said two weeks, I can do it in a month. Especially if this is the kind of task that you're going to want to procrastinate, you got to shrink the time because what did I say at the beginning? Tasks expand the amount of time that we allow them. I have a task that I just don't love doing. Past Mel would say she hated it. Okay. I'm growing. I'm just going to say, I don't love doing it. And that's invoicing. So I still work freelance and I have some clients that I invoice every month. Invoicing also involved like closing my books for the month and, and making sure I had receipts for all my expenses and paying my contractors and invoicing the clients. Didn't like doing it. It made me feel stressed out. It felt like it was getting in the way of other tasks and I just dreaded it. I like dreaded it for a few days beforehand and then I procrastinated for a couple of days and then I'd finally get it done. And it always took me five hours every single time. Five hours at the computer is how long it took. Then I read this advice that if it's a task that you hate, that you know you're dragging your feet on, try to cut it by 40% of the amount of time like, that is crazy talk. That is crazy. Can't do it in less than five hours. It's ridiculous. So I stomped my feet and decided to try it. And I said, okay, I'm going to get invoicing done in three hours. And I did. I did. And I was so mad. I was so mad because past Mel had been invoicing every month for something like eight years. So think about how much time I wasted because I was just, that task takes five hours and I don't like it. So especially if it's something you're going to want to procrastinate or something you stomp your feet about, like I do, try to shrink it by 40%. You want to push yourself. You want to challenge yourself with the amount of time. Of course, you're going to get it wrong sometimes, okay? But this is going to be a learning process. Challenge yourself, push yourself with the amount of time you're going to set. So if that thing earlier, you were like, Mel, I can write my outline in a month. Make it three weeks. Make it two and a half weeks. Make it, I don't know, 16 days. Get real specific, but set a deadline that's going to push you because you need to feel a little bit of the pressure. Just don't push yourself off a cliff, right? 
It's not, uh, this deadline would norm or this outline would normally take me one month, but I'm going to do it in two days. Well, if you can do it in two days and you know that you can, why is it taking you a whole month? Only you can answer this. And it's going to take some experimentation, right? You're going to have to get to know yourself in this new way. And when I say schedule tasks for the amount of time they need and not longer, what I literally mean is schedule them. Put them on your calendar, okay? When I look at my calendar, I have block scheduling for the day. Sunday, I sit down and I'm like, I'm going to give this thing two hours. I'm going to give this thing two hours. I'm going to give this thing two hours. I'm going to give that client an hour. And I schedule out my week. Then when I'm in the day, I open my calendar and I see that little line moving, right? It's told me I'm supposed to start. I'm supposed to start my writing block and I only have a little bit of time left. Let your calendar be your countdown. Figure out how long the thing is going to take or how long you're going to allow it to take and then put it in your calendar. You can also harness the power of deadlines by getting outside accountability and cheerleading. Hey! Now, for a large percentage of people, outside accountability works really well. How to know if you are one of those people? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever had a deadline at work and you knew part of the team was counting on you and they were going to check in with you and they needed your part done before they could do their part? Or have you ever done like an exercise or fitness challenge, something where you're going to check in every day or maybe a writing challenge? Maybe you partnered with some friends and you did NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month, and you checked in each day with the amount of words that you had written. If that worked for you, if that helped you continue to do the work, then outside accountability is something that works for you. So find somebody that you can tell what you're working on, whether it's your website or your Etsy store or your book or decluttering your house. That's what I'm working on. Whatever the thing is, tell somebody else and ask them to check in with you. And then ask them what they want you to check in with them about, okay? Because this is going to work a lot better if you have a buddy who's also working on something. It's great if it's the same thing. It doesn't have to be the same thing. My sister and I are accountability buddies, and she's working in her pottery business. And I can show you the one bowl that I threw on her pottery wheel, and you can tell that I am not working on my pottery business, right? But we can still be accountability buddies because we're both working on something. And this is where the cheerleading comes in. Find somebody who's going to be encouraging, okay? Don't make your accountability buddy somebody who is mean in a way that's just mean. They might be mean in the way that, like, they're actually going to check and see if you did the thing. But make sure they're not unbelieving. Make sure they're not the kind of person who's going to poo-poo your dream, okay? They're not the kind of person that says, well, did you know that most restaurants fail in the first month. If your dream is to open a restaurant, don't tell that person. They're not your accountability buddy. So pick somebody that will check in on you and will be awesome about it, okay? Will encourage you and will lift you up. I have a mastermind and we check in with each other once a week. And we say, this is what we're going to accomplish by next week. And we each have different goals and we each have different things we're working on. 
I always get my stuff done most of the time because I don't like to say I didn't do it. So find encouraging people. And if you don't have somebody, go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal. Download the free Becoming Future You journal. I'll be your cheerleader, okay? I am the most enthusiastic person I know. One of my favorite testimonials says, Mel will kick you in the rear with her relentless positivity. Okay, so if that's what you need, becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal. Download the free journal and I will be there in your inbox cheering you on. Now, harnessing the power of deadlines and being more productive. This is an important one. Give yourself credit. Give yourself credit. When we are pushing ourselves, when we're trying to grow, when we're trying to get better at something, if we are not careful, we are huge jerks to ourselves. Because we think pushing ourselves also means saying, horrible things to ourselves saying, oh, it, the number of clients that I have and women I know who call themselves stupid is a very disheartening percentage, right? You don't have to be mean to yourself to push yourself. And as a matter of fact, if you want to be more productive, if you want to get better at anything, it's important that you acknowledge that you are trying your best, that you acknowledge what progress that you have made, and that you tell yourself, hey, I am productive. The more you start noting your progress and noting like, oh, I got a lot done today. I guess I am productive. The more it becomes part of your identity. So many years ago past Mel, I thought it was lazy. I thought it was super lazy. And if you if I told anyone that, they never would have believed me because I was getting my work done. But what they didn't know is it was a slog. Every day was almost physically painful to hold myself at my desk because I didn't think I was productive. I didn't think I was good at focusing. Oh, I didn't think I was good at anything. It was only in starting to set my three things list every day and check them off and go, oh, I got everything on my list done. I am productive. I'm good at getting stuff done. And doing that over and over and over and over that it became part of my identity. So even if you, you know, you're pushing yourself and you try to shrink the amount of time that you're going to allow something to take and you, you shrink it way too small and you miss your deadline, that's okay. Still finish the thing. Give yourself credit. See what you learned about how long it takes you. And then set a new deadline. And it's only in practicing that you'll get better at it. Remember, there's no greater enemy to productivity than having the whole day. So even trying this and failing would still be more productive than just wandering around in a nebulous amount of time with a giant list and, and not planning at all. So my challenge for you this week, ask yourself, which tasks am I letting expand longer than they need to? Which are the tasks that I don't like doing and I'm probably dragging my feet on? How can I give myself a deadline for that thing? And how long do I actually need to do? How long do I actually need to do that thing? Ask yourself who your support buddy can be and then actually contact them. Remember, make sure they're going to cheerlead you, not berate you. And then ask, how can I give myself credit?
Because that's the bottom line. If you are watching this, you're doing something. You're doing something about it. You want to be more productive. You want to become future you. You are doing the work. You're not going to get it all right. Nobody does. That's part of the journey. But you are here and you are trying and you are awesome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, be sure and download the free Becoming Future You journal at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash journal.